0: Hi, I'm Josh Elledge, the Chief Executive Angel at SavingsAngel.com, and welcome to The Savings Angel Show. I'm podcasting to you in a late January uh, on a cool day here in Orlando, Florida. Now, I'm an extremely busy consumer expert, money-saving advocate, syndicated newspaper columnist, and that guy that helps consultants go from six figures to seven-figure rock stars over at UpMyInfluence.com. If you know someone who sells to business owners, uh, send them my way. Uh, Now, I love what I do and can't wait to get going on today's episode. So in order to help you save more, earn more, and live more abundantly on today's show, I'm going to be covering ways to save money and lose weight by eating better. Listen, I'm going to share some stories, uh, my experience on how I've been able to successfully do both at the same time. Hopefully, you got a friend that you might want to share this with who's maybe struggling in one of those two areas, love to help out. We're going to talk about uh, more wholesome meal ideas without breaking the bank. And then finally, we'll talk about ways to tighten up your security and privacy in the year 2021. All that and more, so let's get going. Now, losing weight and saving money seems to be an oxymoron. Most of us have tried and failed to get onto better diets, and lose those pesky extra pounds for good. For some of us, it's because we didn't pick a sustainable diet. And for others, they never found the right way to buy affordable, healthy, and whole foods to keep their weight loss going. Now, either way, remember that you aren't alone. And there is hope. I lost 60 pounds in what I call the couponing diet. I managed to lose weight eat healthier, and keep the weight off all on a budget. Now, I'm going to break this down into kind of three areas. Number one is produce. Don't be fooled into thinking healthier foods must be more expensive. You may have to shop a little creatively, but if you love savings as much as I do, you already do that every time you go shopping. Now, first of all, Always try to cater your shopping list to what's on sale or what you have coupons for. It's easy to take a peek at your grocery store's weekly ad to know what's on sale in the coming days. Consider, I'm just saying, consider going to an additional store or two if the sales on the things you need are bigger. It it is absolutely worth driving a few miles down the road, go to an extra store if you can end up saving 10 20 30 dollars or more now here's my secret tip and i learned this okay the more pro- this is what worked for me the more produce the better being healthier for me starts with what fuel you're putting in the tank and i've learned this before and i've actually had some really good interviews i've done with people who've kind of figured this out so as much as we want to cut out the junk what I have found is that cutting out the junk is a lot easier if you start with a foundation of healthy, whole foods. So if you can do that and you ultimately you end up cutting out all the stuff, you know what's what, right? The, the junk food, the processed foods, all that sort of stuff, right? If, if you can fuel up With salads and and again, stuff you normally find in the produce section, maybe healthy lean meats. I'm not going to get into any controversial (laughs) diet advice here. If you want that, you can go to find your favorite uh, fitness, wellness, and diet and weight loss and and nutrition podcast. But I'm just going to talk about what worked for me. Spending money on what you need for meals. You got to do that and make sure that those meals, for me, what I found was simple green. And if you could do that, it will almost certainly reduce your grocery budget. Why? Because again, if you're shopping very consciously, what you're going to end up doing is saving a lot of money. If, if you just shop willy-nilly and you just stroll into the store, buy the things that you need, um, I want to get you away from that. But let's think about, for example, like things like laundry detergent and paper towels and toilet paper when you can get it. Uh, You know, those sorts of things, you absolutely need to save your money. Now, what I want you to do with your savings is I want you to reinvest that into healthier whole foods, produce, all right? And I've done some work on this. I know people, listen, I'm not going to debate you if you are an an organic food um, aficionado. Uh, What I can tell you is, What I've heard from the Environmental Working Group, what I've heard from the USDA is that a diet rich in nutritious, uh, nutrient-dense produce items, fruits and vegetables, right, is absolute, like, some people say, well, I'm not gonna buy that stuff because it's sprayed with pesticides and stuff. And I I get that. You do wanna look at the Environmental Working Group's Dirty Dozen and Clean 15 to kind of help you kind of navigate this. But what, what they'll both tell you is they don't want you to stop eating produce just because you can't afford organic. Does that make sense? All right. So also some more ways that you can get way more fruits and veggies is there often aren't coupons for fresh produce. It's just the reality. Okay. But, You can absolutely find coupons for frozen and canned produce. You can find tons of them. And the price fluctuations week to week on frozen and produce items varies wildly. And you want to use that to your advantage. So when you find a really good deal in the frozen food section or in the canned food aisle, you want to stock up on those items so that you don't need to buy them uh, down the road. And the other advantage, and again, I could spend a lot of time on this. And if you search through Savings Angel, you'll see a lot of great work that we've done on this. I've talked about this a lot in the podcast. You could search through our uh, podcast episodes in the past, but um, sometimes people say, well, I don't want frozen because that's not as healthy as uh, produce from the produce aisle. And that is absolutely not always true, frequently not true, in fact, because, and I'll tell you, I, I, I gotta keep moving. I gotta keep moving on. I got so much I can share here. Um, this is a myth because um, it all comes down to when that produce item is picked in its growing cycle. What you normally see for produce that ends up in the frozen food section is that those produce items are typically picked much later in the ripening season. So what that allows them to do is develop a full spectrum of nutrients. Many times, if we're talking about produce that's say shipped from South America or shipped from far away, those items are actually picked very early in the ripening season. They're sprayed with gases to keep them from ripening and during shipment. And then they're sprayed again or treated again um, so that they can continue. And so, um, Do your own research. Don't take my word for it. You know, make decisions for your family that feels right for you. But I do want you to be mindful of the quantities you're buying and be realistic about what you'll eat in a given week, because I don't want you to overbuy on things that will spoil, especially produce. We have all uh, come together today, uh, Produce Wasters Anonymous. Like, it's just happened. Okay, but wasted produce means wasted money. If you do have produce that's starting to ripen, see what you can immediately make with it. Do an inventory every couple of days in the produce, uh, you know, in your uh, fruits and vegetable drawer. Get creative. Uh, can that ripe banana be turned into a smoothie? Can you juice any of your vegetable vegetables and turn them into soups or stews? Really, the possibilities are endless uh, with you know, with your resources, you're you're very smart at what you do. A little bit of Googling would probably help too. Uh, also, you can freeze almost any produce items. There are very few exceptions. Lettuce is about it. <laughs> just about everything else. And here's, if you want to know what can I freeze or not, just think to yourself, hmm, have I ever seen this item in the frozen food section? If you haven't, then you probably can't freeze it. Uh, if you have, then you totally can freeze it. Uh, so again, we just don't want to waste stuff. All right, so just, again, be willing to be crafty and think outside the box. All right, let's get to number two because number two is a really, really, really big one for me. I, I, this is going to get into our brains. The first step to eating better and losing weight, in my opinion, is to be committed and accountable. If you fall off the bandwagon because you really wanted that hot fudge sundae, don't give up. It's okay. Every challenge is about getting back up when you fall down. Don't let one moment of indulgence turn back into an unhealthy, toxic lifestyle, right? Remember that it's okay to have weak moments. We all have them, myself included. Just Don't let it completely overturn your progress. Allow for little moments of moderation every once in a while, just not every day. Remember, it takes dedication to hold yourself accountable and take responsibility for your diet and lifestyle. Now, this also contributes to your shopping habits. Yeah, you can save money by buying healthier foods, but you must be willing to put in the effort to shop smarter, and you must be willing to let go of those Access comfort foods. For me, if I have ice cream in the house, I'm much more inclined to eat it uh, if, <laughs> if I have it in the house. If I don't have it in the house, I'm not going to eat ice cream because I just don't have easy access to ice cream. So I make the decision in the grocery store, which is a little easier. Sometimes it's not, but most of the time I say, Man, I'm not going to buy the ice cream because I know that cookies and cream ice cream is going to be calling my name. Uh, you know, on a uh, maybe a, a harder day at work, or a longer day, or some stressful situation, or an instant, you know, some situation where I want to reward myself. Okay, so all of this, this is both a physical and mental, mental exercise of will. You have to let go of the physical habit of buying and eating those unhealthy snacks, but you also have to let go of the emotional attachment to them. Two, Now, diet and lifestyle accountability starts at the grocery store, as I was just saying. What you buy is almost certainly what you'll eat. Don't fool yourself into thinking your spouse or kids will be the only ones to eat those little Debbie cakes. I mean, if you're really into little Debbie cakes. Now, I know you can't force everyone to quit sweets and processed foods cold turkey, but you can and should encourage your loved ones to eat better along with you when you're able to stop buying all the extra snacks and processed stuff, when you go shopping, you will see your grocery bill plummet. You're only buying what you need, which is healthier for you in, in that need-based sense, and it's what your wallet needs. Remember, we eat to live, we don't live to eat. Think of food, uh, a great analogy I've I've seen recently. Again, food as fuel. We are what we eat very literally. And so just decide what it is that you want in your life. For me, um, one big habit is almost every single day is I have a large salad for lunch. It's the same thing. It's every single day. Maybe you can, maybe you can't do that. Um, But I know that that step alone really helps me, uh, particularly uh in in a lunch break which I usually have very short windows of time, I have to just kind of find something really quick and oftentimes if I don't have good options available to me, I end up eating something that's probably not as filling, uh, certainly not as nutritious. Um so I have to plan for that in advance, have all the ingredients ready to go. I love the little bag salads and then I add more stuff to it. Uh I add a lot of um chicken, tuna, uh, other seafood like other stuff I'll just throw it in there um avocado that sort of thing again you make your own rules okay finally there's no single perfect answer to losing weight and keeping it off for good but it starts with a decision you have to make about changing your lifestyle for the better once you have that decision be dedicated to it just make a checklist for yourself maybe you remember like when you were kids and you'd count down, the the days to christmas and you'd create a little paper rings and every day uh you'd take off a little ring until you got to christmas maybe for you it's you know what i want 30 days of not eating sugar for example extra sugar uh and you know you find a way that you can just be accountable and you set a 30 day goal for yourself um you can absolutely do it uh i i have quit some very hard things i have Uh, done some very hard things for short uh, windows of time. Um, Most of us, when we eat healthier and then we receive a plateau or a setback or something like that, that's where, you know, almost always, that's where people kind of throw in the towel. And I don't want that for you. Like, I really, really want for you to say, it's okay, plateaus are normal, but what's most important for me is the day-to-day activity. If you're doing the day-to-day activity and you know that you're feeding your body what it needs, you ultimately will get results. Even if you have a one-week or two-week plateau, right? Those are frustrating. I know. I get them. (laughs) Just like everybody else. Uh, But you just have to trust the process um, that your body's weight is just going to fluctuate like crazy. Again, I got to remind you, I'm not speaking as your doctor. I'm just talking as your friendly neighborhood savings angel. (laughs) I'm really interested in you shopping smarter, saving money by reinvesting into healthier foods, cutting out the foods you don't need, and you'll feel less and less tempted to eat them. And eventually, by the way, on that, the cravings for those foods will be eliminated entirely because you didn't bring them into your home to begin with. I have friends that are doing dry January, which means they're abstaining from no alcohol during the month of January. And the first handful of days, are, if especially if someone's drinking on the regular, it's a little tough to deal with. Again, not speaking as a doctor, just relaying what I'm hearing. Now, do these things. You make your plan. You don't have to use my plan, but you work out what works for you. You will feel better in mind and body. You will feel clarity you may have not felt in a long time. It does take dedication. It does take a shift in your mindset. But I promise your body and bank account will thank you for it. Okay, I want to continue talking about this to a degree. I just talked about the food we eat. Now, many of us don't eat the healthiest foods because it's just way more convenient to eat fast food or make those microwave meals that you can get from the grocery store for super cheap. Well, I have some amazing news that's it has really been fun for my dear wife and I this month on um, how we're able to enjoy the process of making food together. And it's HelloFresh, which is America's number one meal kit. Um, we got it this month. It was so much fun. It's like taking a cooking class together. Um, we have fun. We enjoy it. We're working together. And then we get to enjoy the spoils of our, of our, of our, I mean, it's not hard work. But it's really quite easy. Uh, it's like, you know, like when you watch the cooking shows and like everything is all prepared in those little dishes and it's, everything's all measured out for you already. <laughs> It's like, well, yeah, I would be a great cook, too, if I had a sous chef to prepare everything for me. Well, that's what HelloFresh is. They're pre-measured ingredients. Uh, They're brought to your door. You could enjoy delicious, healthy, and wholesome recipes in 30 minutes or less for every meal. HelloFresh eliminates the need for trips to the grocery store, figuring out the recipes, the weekly meals, and it makes home cooking fun, healthy, easy, and affordable. They offer a great variety of 23 recipes each week featuring all sorts of flavor palettes, ingredient combinations, cuisines, uh, eating lifestyles, and more. And you can actually enjoy cooking. Like I said, Mrs. Savings Angel and I had a great time together, all right? You're going to love how the meals taste. You're going to nourish your body at the same time with HelloFresh. You save on what you're buying so you aren't overbuying and you're not wasting food, right? HelloFresh Helps out with portion control. Uh, There's no more leftovers being forgotten about and spoiling in the fridge. Uh, My family loved the fully loaded pork taquitos. Uh, This recipe is in the HelloFresh Hall of Fame. And my entire family devoured these taquitos up in record time. We had zero leftovers again, thanks to HelloFresh. And we didn't overbuy any ingredients. We didn't waste food. Every ingredient was healthy and wholesome. Way better than anything uh, you might find elsewhere right? So if you like what you heard, you want to give it a shot right now. January is the time to do this because of this hookup. You go to hellofresh slash savings angel one you, zero. If you enter that directly, you're going to get the best deal that I've seen. It's hellofresh.com slash savings. Lots of savings. One angel. That's me except savings angel one zero, savings angel 10. And if you use the coupon code savings angel one zero, that's savings angel 10. And they give you 10 free meals. This is the best deal that I've seen on HelloFresh. Go get it. They also aren't going to charge you for shipping on this deal. Definitely, if you've never tried it before, try it out. I'm hooking you up, my Savings Angel friends. Give it a try. Let me know what you think. Uh, I would love to read your reviews. Mrs. Savings Angel and I are big fans, and we've actually tried a lot, and HelloFresh is our Favorite. I promise you're gonna love it just as much as I did. HelloFresh.com slash savingsangel 10 and use savings angel 10 for 10 free meals and free shipping. Thank you to our dear friends at HelloFresh for sponsoring this segment. All right, finally, with 2020 in the rear view mirror, it's time to take a look at changing some other life fundamentals in 2021 so much change in the last year so why not embrace a few more and one of the top things you should be looking to optimize during this age of heightened technological use is your security now as a consumer expert as a consumer advocate i want you and your family to be safe i don't i don't want you losing valuable photos and and data and documents and things that you really really need and i also just again I don't want you to get inundated with creepy ads. So I got some tips for you, right? Your data, I mean, more than ever, you know this, I know this, your data is being tracked and used by companies for all sorts of things. Now, here are some ways to better secure your data this year. Okay, first, using the cloud is both quick and convenient, but it does come with some caveats. The more you use the cloud, the more you depend upon the cloud, the more you need to invest in Their cybersecurity, which may be good, may not. We've heard of big hacks happening. And so this might be an area where you might want to be a little bit more proactive yourself. So if possible, you can reduce this usage by investing like external hard drives and docking bays to keep your data out of the cloud and inaccessible through the web. Now, while this might seem like a pain when it comes to sensitive or proprietary data you'll be at a significantly reduced risk of data breaches and theft. Now, I can't wait. Tomorrow, I've got it on order. Uh, I ordered a a Synology RAID array. So What I'm about to say right now, your eyes may glaze over. (laughs) Some people listening to why I said, oh yeah, Josh, yeah, sounds good. (laughs) Depending on like how much how technical you are. Uh, But we're actually getting, so imagine like um, four 16 terabyte no, 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 six, uh, four, not that much, four six terabyte hard drives. And then they're all kind of in a box together. And then what ends up happening when you do it in this box, um, Synology is the brand name of the product that I'm getting. Um, and so what it'll do is if one drive goes bad, no problem, because it has saved your data. It has backups across the array of all of the drives. So you might want to look into that. Again, just in case you're like, what did he say? What was that brand? Go on Amazon. That's where I bought mine. Synology is S-Y-N-O-L-O-G-Y. Not sponsored by them. Um, I did a lot of research on this, talked to a lot of friends, and it seemed that that was a brand that got a lot of great reviews. Uh, Now, ultimately, just getting back to our discussion here about cloud versus local, it's a choice between investments. Do you want to invest in more security for your data you store in the cloud, or would you rather invest in ways to keep that data out of the cloud? Um, One thing you want to do when you do, you want to make sure that all of your family members have an account on your local device, right? So you want them saving their photos, saving the things that are important to them from all of their devices, Uh, so that, again, you can just have backup. Um, If you have a very, very old external device, even old compact discs with photos on them, my recommendation is to make an additional backup. Drives can fail. So if you have one that's like, ooh, that one's kind of like eight years old, and it might be about the time you want to say, just to be safe, I'm going to make an extra copy of that on my new uh, external hard drive, or if you, again, if you can afford um, the array, great. Um, now, at the end of the day, data stored in the cloud, um, uh, again, it, you're just relying on somebody else, it might be a good, um, you know, a secondary backup if you don't mind the risk there, um, but again, just things to talk about. Now, next, let's talk about cookies, because the, the world is changing when it comes to your data, but not... Uh, fast enough, and marketers have been having a heyday with you. You know they have, right? We have all done that thing where we're just casually talking about something, then all of a sudden it shows up uh, in our, uh, these ads that are being showed to us on social media and on Google and so forth. Um, I I don't, I've seen, I'm not the one to explain that fully to you, that phenomenon, But when you Google it and you research what's going on, it's actually a little bit creepier than if they were actually just listening to you. Uh, It's all it's it's really like, as I understand it, it is just a kind of a weird uh, marketers just really, really are very aggressive. So let's talk about cookies. though. cookies aren't inherently bad but they can go too far and track all of your browsing activity. And then there's now this cross-pollinization, cross-sharing, and selling your information. And they do this so they can better track and market to your browsing behavior. And again, we've all seen those Instagram ads that feature items that you just searched for on the web. Well, you can thank cookies for that. Now, be mindful of what you're agreeing to when you accept cookies on a new site, if you aren't sure what the cookies will be used for and can't find what the website will use them for, try to find an alternative site or an alternate site that, that, that details their use of cookies and data. And by the way, good luck reading that terms and conditions if you ever look at it on a website. They are ridiculous. Now, cookies are some of the easiest ways that websites and companies track your data. And most of the time, we are manually agreeing to their usage. With various browsers, you can clear your cookies, clear your cache, and cite data. If you do this often, you can also do this often if you have concerns about being tracked everywhere you go. A uh, couple of other ideas, right? Other brands are getting on board with consumer calls for better privacy and security too. Apple is offering an iOS upgrade and it gives users the option of opting out of being tracked on the web. Take a look and what tech brands are offering in the way of security settings uh, to better optimize and protect your web privacy? You can look at alternatives to Chrome and Google, for example. So currently, I'm using Brave browser, which is basically just—it's exactly like Chrome. It's built on Chromium, but it does—it does, uh, it, it does pr- secure your privacy a lot better, right? Also, an alternative to Google would be DuckDuckGo. And again, it's limited in how they are going to uh, sell and uh, share your personal private uh, information. So do give that some consideration. Now, finally, I could spend a whole episode all about this. Passwords. If you are using different passwords for each site in an app, Uh, as a cybersecurity expert, or I would recommend, it's hard to keep track of them all, right? So um, what I don't want you to do would be the opposite of that. And that would be using the same password for multiple sites. Listen to me. Let me be very, very clear with you. As your consumer protector, as your consumer advocate friend, you no longer have the luxury of doing that because of how many sites have been hacked into and the public or the database of your email and your password has already been uh, shared uh, on the internet. And if you don't believe me, here's a website you can go to. You might have to Google this because it's a weird spelling, but it's have I been pawned uh, .com. I may be off on that. Go g- Do a Google search for that. Um, but that's what, and I think Pond is like spelled like P-W-N-E-D, it's, it's weird spelling. Um, but you can enter in your email address and it'll let you know exactly how many different websites have already given up the ghost on your name and password. If you share that name and password with other services and other websites like Google and so forth, um, it's just a matter of, it's not a question of if, it's a it's just a matter of when that, that website will be hacked into with that same name and password. This is really important that that you that you heed my advice on this. Okay. And again, if you don't want to take my word for it, go do your own research. Okay. Now let's talk about ways that you can secure all these individual passwords. Okay. Maybe you've written them down. Maybe you've stored them in a uh, in a note someplace. Now, this isn't bad necessarily. There's no way anybody would remember all those different passwords, especially if they're cryptic. However, there's a more secure way. Write your password down, but leave off a single care. Like if you are going to go to the old school route and you would just want to write your passwords down and you keep them locally or whatever and you don't have a problem with that, you're not worried about other members of the household having access to that or whatever. Um, here's just, again, this is old-timey method, right? Write down your password, but leave off a single character at the end that you know you'll remember. Perhaps it's the same number or punctuation mark for every password, Maybe it has to do with um, maybe the first letter of the website that that you're accessing. You can come up with your own formula. Just make sure you always recall which symbol, letter, or number it is. Now this is a great way to store your passwords without the risk of someone breaching your accounts if they were to get a hold of that list. Of course, I am a big fan of using a secure password system. There's many out there. One password, LastPass, or two very very popular ones. Um, <laughs> here's the thing with those though: you need to have a ridiculously cryptic password for either of those services, and I would also recommend changing that password every six months. I know you're probably listening to me and you're going, oh my gosh, Josh, you're giving me way too much to do brother. (laughs) Um, I'm just looking out for you. you have to understand what my position is in your life. I am looking out for you. I want you to be safe. I don't want you to have to go through the, uh, horror of realizing, uh, that your bank account was hacked. Uh, or you know something very sensitive like your email account with lots of personal information that someone could easily export very, very quickly. When websites allow you to do two-factor authentication, always do it. What that means is if somebody tries to log in, you always have to verify it with your phone as well. Um, I'm sure you've encountered that with maybe like your bank or credit card or whatever you've logged into before. Uh, I'm a huge fan. I know it's a hassle. Do it anyway. Ounce of prevention, pound of cure, you know. All right, so all of that said, we stay safe. You know, we keep our, you know, we don't allow ourselves to be solicited to so aggressively uh, by marketers. This, my friends, is all part of living abundantly. Now, if you've loved hearing everything on this podcast, please share this episode with a friend. People need this information. Think of all the value I just shared. If you, I'm so glad you heard it. But if you and I each share this with somebody else, now we're affecting multiple lives. And I would just love to be a blessing in someone else's life. So I recommend taking a screenshot of however you're listening to this podcast right now, post on the Facebook, send a text, post on Instagram, post on Pinterest wherever you want. You can tweet about it. You can even share it with your friends on LinkedIn if you want, (laughs) wherever you hang out most. As always, if you have any specific questions or if there's something you'd like to hear me talk about, you could drop me a comment and our podcast feedback right to me on our Facebook group. Just search Savings Angel Group. I'm there. You can call our top secret super podcast hotline at 407-205-9250 and leave me a message. I'll answer your question, write you back, or with your permission, I might even share your question or story with others on this show. With that, my friend, have a wonderful week full of saving more, earning more, and living more abundantly. And thank you for listening.